Hey lovely people and welcome to season two of The Fourth Wall. First off, thank you to all our listeners and we're really looking forward to another exciting season. We've got a great show for you today to kick off the new season. Later on, I'll be chatting to the wonderful Laura Baldwin and we'll be talking all things lockdown, self-care and of course, we'll be discussing the platform showcase with her. As always, we're going to be kicking off our show with our discussion point. Don't forget that you can get involved by following us on Twitter, Instagram or Facebook and letting us know your thoughts. I was inspired for our topic this uh, week by watching a show a few weeks ago. The show was called Disenchanted and I talked a little bit about this in the last season. Um, In brief, it's Disney princesses, but not as you know them. The cast was star-studded and the show is amazing. Um, But one performance hit in a different way and that was Grace Moot as Pocahontas. Now, the performance was so raw and it really drew attention to the real story of Pocahontas rather than the Disney version we all know. So I thought it'd be fun to focus our topics around the true stories of some of our much-loved Disney princesses. And I thought we'd start the season off by talking about the true story of Pocahontas. So she had a short but powerful life that has been buried in myths since the 17th century, To start with, Pocahontas wasn't even her real name. She was born Amanute in about 1596 and she had a more private name of Matoaka. Pocahontas was her nickname, if you will, um, which depending on who you ask means playful one or ill-behaved child. Take that as you will. She was the favourite daughter of Powhatan, who was a ruler of over 30 Algonquian-speaking tribes in and around the area that would be claimed as Jamestown, Virginia. Years later, John Smith, keep in mind this was after anyone could dispute this fact, claimed that that she saved him from being executed by her father. This narrative of her turning her back on her people and rallying with the English has endured for centuries. In actuality... Her life was very different to how mainstream culture tells it. It's even been disputed whether or not Pocahontas, at only 11 or 12 years old, actually even rescued John Smith, or whether he misinterpreted it as a ritual ceremony or lifted the tale from a popular Scottish ballad of the time. Now, the first English settlers to arrive in Jamestown Colony uh, arrived in May 1607, in that winter, Pocahontas's brother kidnapped the colonist Captain John Smith and made a spectacle of him in front of several Poetan tribes before taking him to meet Chief Poetan. According to Smith, his head was placed on two stones and a warrior prepared to smash his skull, smash his head and kill him. But before the warrior could strike, Pocahontas rushed to Smith's side and placed her head on his, preventing the attack. Chief Poetan then bartered with Smith, referred to him as his son, and sent him on his way. Smith's account of Pocahontas' life-saving efforts is hotly debated, partly because he wrote different versions of this initial meeting with Chief Poetan. Many historians believe that Smith was never even in peril, and the placement of his head on the stones was actually ceremonial. Even so, 
If Smith's explanation of the incident is true, he had no way of knowing about poets and ceremonial customs, and from his terrified point of view, Pocahontas was undoubtedly his benevolent rescuer. Pocahontas became known by the colonists as an important Poetan emissary. She occasionally brought the hungry settlers food and helped successfully negotiate the release of Poetan prisoners in 1608. But relations between the colonists and the Indians remained strained. By 1609, drought, starvation and disease had ravaged the colonists and they became increasingly dependent on the Poetan to survive. Desperate and dying, they threatened to burn Poetan towns for food, so Chief Poetan suggested a barter with Captain Smith. When negotiations collapsed, the chief supposedly planned an ambush and Smith's execution, but Pocahontas warned Smith of her father's plans and saved his life again. Soon after, Smith was injured and returned to England. However, Pocahontas and her father were told that he died. It's thought that Pocahontas married an Indian named Cocoam in 1610. Afterwards, she avoided the English until 1613, when she was lured onto the English ship of Captain Samuel Argyll and kidnapped during the First Anglo-Poetan War. Argyll informed Chief Poetan that he wouldn't return Pocahontas unless he released English prisoners, returned stolen weapons and sent the colonists food. Much to Pocahontas's dismay, her father only sent half the ransom and left her imprisoned. While in captivity, Pocahontas lived in the settlement of Henricus, under the care of a minister named Alexander Whitaker, where she learned about Christianity, English culture, and how to speak English. Pocahontas converted to Christianity, she was baptised, and given the English name, the Christian name, Rebecca. During her imprisonment, Pocahontas met widower and tobacco planter John Rolfe. The couple decided to marry, most likely for both love and for political purposes, although the decision wasn't an easy one for the staunchly Christian Rolfe until Pocahontas converted. They sent word to Chief Poetan that they wanted to marry. He consented, as did the Virginia governor, Sir Thomas Dale. It's unclear what happened to Pocahontas's first husband, but divorce was allowed in Poetan culture. Po Pocahontas married Rolfe in April 1614. The match was considered an important step towards re-establishing positive relations between the colonists and the Indians. Indeed, the marriage brought a season of peace to the region. In 1616, Sir Thomas Dale sailed to, Eng to England to rally financial support for the Virginia Company, the company owned by wealthy Londoners that had financed the Jamestown colony. The company also wanted to prove they had met their goal of converting Native Americans to Christianity. So Rolf, Pocahontas, their infant son Thomas, who was born in 1615, and a dozen poet and Indians accompanied Dale on the trip. In London, Pocahontas was revered as a princess and referred to as Lady Rebecca Wolfe. She attended plays and balls and was even presented to the royal family. Much to her surprise, Pocahontas encountered Captain Smith, whom she thought was dead, in London. Although she was overcome with emotion upon seeing him alive and called him father, she also reportedly chastised him for his treatment of Cheese Poetan and her people. 
the Virginia Company commissioned a portrait of Pocahontas dressed in expensive clothes with an engraved label that said Matawaka alias Rebecca, daughter of the most powerful prince of the Powhatan Empire of Virginia. It's the only image drawn of her in person. In March 1617, Pocahontas, her husband and her son all set sail for Virginia, but they hardly made progress when she became gravely ill and was taken ashore at Gravesend, England. It's uncertain what disease struck her down. Some speculate it was tuberculosis, pneumonia, dysentery or smallpox. Others believe that she was poisoned. According to Rolf, Pocahontas said on her deathbed, All must die, but tis enough that my child liveth. Pocahontas was buried at St George's Church in Gravesend on March 21st, 1617. Rolf returned to Virginia, but her son Thomas remained with relatives in England. He returned almost two decades later at the age of 20 to claim inheritances from his father and grandfather and became a successful gentleman tobacco farmer. Chief Powhatan was devastated upon learning of his daughter's death. He died about a year later and relations between the Powhatan and Virginia colonists declined rapidly. Much of Pocahontas's life has been romanticised and sensationalised in movies and books, but written accounts and Native American oral history show that she lived a brief yet really significant life. She was instrumental in maintaining relations between her father and the Jamestown colonists and is believed to be the first Powhatan Indian to convert to Christianity. She is remembered as a courageous, strong woman who left an indelible impression on colonial America. So let's keep saying her name, keep talking about her original story and let us know your favourite fact about Pocahontas and let us know who you'd like to hear about next. So as always, it's time for a game. We're going to have a slightly different game this time for a new season, new game, I thought. Um, So I'm going to give you a list of five people and all you have to do is work out the character that links them all. So someone that they've all played. So our five people are Natalie Dormer, Christina Modestu, Natalie Portman, Helena Bonham Carter and Millie O'Connell. I'll say them again. Natalie Dormer, Christina Modestu, Natalie Portman, Helena Bonham Carter and Millie O'Connell. Stay tuned at the end of the podcast to hear the answers and let us know if you got it right. We're also going to be playing this over on our social media so you can always pause the podcast, go and play and come back and find out the results. But do go and get involved. So now I would love to welcome onto the show the wonderful Laura Baldwin. Welcome to The Fourth Wall. We are so excited to have you on the show. Hello. Hey. Hi. <laughs> Hi. So we'll we'll start with um, a game. All right. As, okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, so this is just a word association game. So I'll give you a word mm-hmm. and just give me a word back. All righty. Okay. Cool. So colour. Blue. Animal. Yeah. Animal. Oh. Um, lion. Lion is, yeah, lion is the one. Good and strong. Lion. Yeah. <laughs> Musical. Wicked. Oh. I know, I know. I was gonna I was about to say the wizard and I, but I was like, that is not a musical. <laughs> Maybe I want to say the wizard of Oz, but yeah. So li- linked in some way, so there you go. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, camera. Ooh, memories. Ooh. Inspiration. Oh, Reese with a spoon. Yeah. Or without a spoon. Me- I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that, that meme is that was a classic meme. It, it's classic, isn't it? Yeah, it's very good. Yeah, that was a good oh. one. <laughs> Music. Oh, um, music. Feelings. No feelings. Yeah. Nice. Deep. <laughs> yeah, deep, deep. Um, <laughs> lyrics. Lyrics. Oh, um, moving. Yeah, they're more moving. I just find them very moving. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can't find another word. I need to go to a thesaurus, apparently. But... <laughs> um, happiness. Happiness. Oh, um, dogs sunshine nice yeah yeah anger anger um or road rage like <laughs> other drivers other than myself because i'm obviously <laughs> an excellent driver so anyone else on the road yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, confusion confusion um confused.com um confusion or oh, just blurry mm. yeah yeah blurry is the word that comes from. yeah optimism optimism um just positivity that's the word that came to my head yeah nice classic classic oh so i had a mcdonald's earlier and i got the the coca-cola classic i paid 14 nice. extra for the full <laughs> yeah that is classic <laughs> Fully yeah. worth the sugar tax. Fully worth the sugar tax. 100%. It's like my one treat. I feel like if I'm like a little bit hungover, a cake is just nice. Everything. Yeah, yeah. Relaxing. Oh, um, reading. Mm. Yeah. Fear. Fear. Um, losing things or mm. just losing things. Mm. Yeah. yeah. You. Um. <laughs> I always want to be like human. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you. Oh, um, I'm a woman. Woman. That's what comes to my mind. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, awesome. Oh, I love that game. <laughs> yeah, it's cute, isn't it? It's yeah. good. It's good. Oh, game. awesome. Yeah. yeah. So, um, what's making you happy at the moment? It's making me happy about oh, the sunshine. I mean, today it has been, it just makes such a difference to my day. If I wake up and the sun is shining, I am a completely different person. Mm. If it's raining, like there is a version of Laura that comes out that I'm not proud of. And like, <laughs> when that sun is shining, that's a, that is giving me happiness. Um, I love going for a walk around Greenwich mm. Park where I live because everyone has dogs and that just brings me so much joy oh yeah I think the fact that things are opening up as well like I haven't been for a drink or anything out in a a pub at all and but I went the other day I went and bought myself some new glasses and I went and bought something from Uniqlo and I've been to the gym and just like to see people out having fun and just like 
going for dinner with people and just outside that's been like that's just a really nice feeling I think just like yeah seeing people living their life again and yeah I haven't minded nice. the busyness you know yeah yeah yeah. Oh, nice. Mm. Mm. The glasses are fab, by the way. Oh, thank you so much. I like thank them. you. So I got them from Palette, and mm. there, there's a shop. Um, I think it's their only store actually on Oxford Street. And um, just for anybody listening, by the way, um, normally I found out I needed glasses during this time. Um, I was getting headaches and was like, can't read anything, and got my eyes tested and was like. Aha, that is why. Um, and um, a friend of mine said, go to Paulette. And I got two glasses for like two pairs for 80 pounds. And wow. they are gorgeous. They have such a massive selection. And they just don't overcharge for, Ooh. for glasses. Like you basically pay like an extra 10 pounds for your prescription. And they're amazing. So yeah. Nice. Everyone gets Paulette. And there's a lovely woman. She's called Jessica. She served me and she is an angel. So yeah. There we have it. Oh. Some plugging there. And I'm not even thinking about that. Noted. Noted. <laughs> but yeah, glasses yeah. make me happy. <laughs> yeah, same, same. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, awesome. So why don't you tell us a little bit about you and kind of your journey, I guess, through the arts and, and through... Yeah, Um. so... I am originally from West Yorkshire and I had been to dance school all my life. I started when I was like three and was obsessed with it ever since. And um, yeah, I then went to Bird College at 16, um, which is more of a dance college if people don't know about birds. But yeah, I went there for three years, um, got a diploma and then I just went out into the world um, of musical theatre um, and it was very slow to start with but it just kind of eventually the ball started rolling and I think um, I'm very grateful for the opportunities that I've had um, yeah I've I'm really happy with which is it's just a lovely thing to be able to say of like the way my career has gone um, mm. something I'm really proud of yeah so that's mm. kind of a bit about me yeah (laughs) what have been some of your favorite favorite shows that you've been in um you know that's always a hard one because I love them all for so many different reasons um but the other night um I was sat and I just felt a bit like crappy and I started listening to Eugenius and it just felt so nostalgic for me. And I just was like, God, that was such an epic show to be in. Mm. Because like, we just, the music was amazing. We had so much fun. I made amazing friends. And um, and I loved the character that I was playing, Janie. I just, who doesn't want to be a superhero, you know? Like, <laughs> it was, um, so, but yeah, I've, I feel like a lot of my jobs have all been amazing I just finished doing beautiful the UK tour of that and I was loving that before the pandemic hit I was really it was um Cynthia was a role that I hadn't really ever played before I'd never played anyone that's like sexy and confident and fun and that was a really nice change so and made wonderful friends in that and waitress was amazing yeah I just I feel like yeah I just I couldn't pick a favorite I guess 
which is really rubbish for me to say but yeah. <laughs> no it's good I think it's you know <laughs> I love them all for different reasons you know yeah they all um um what's the term I'm looking for I feel like they just they they came at me all at the right time and I learned mm. lessons from being in each one you know I feel mm. like every time I did one of the jobs I learned a bit more about myself and um grew more of a backbone you know yeah yeah yeah. nice yeah <laughs> so so tell us yeah so so tell us a little bit about what kind of lockdown the last kind of year has been like for you in terms of going into lockdown and and stuff like that yeah you know it was I mean it, it's been mad for everyone hasn't it like um I feel like at the start it was such a novelty to have all this time and I'd been so busy and my boyfriend was away on tour as well with the show and we just weren't seeing each other at all I hadn't been able to see my best friend who I live with um, and my other housemate we hadn't really been able to like see each other for months it felt so it was just really nice to be able to come back together and be like ah. Oh, we can sit and have a drink at six o'clock and enjoy the sunshine and not have anywhere to be. And that maybe sounds quite selfish considering what was happening, but I think you make the most of, of it. And I think at the, at the start, you know, we all played games and we came back together and, and learn a lot about each other. Um, like the people that I live with and, um, yeah, it was fun at the start. we like had like little parties, like just the four of us, and um, you know, like little occasions, and, and that was lovely. Um, but I think as it's gone on, mm. um, I think if I'd have known it was going to be, if it was going to go on for this long, like I would have maybe been like, okay, I'll have some form of gap year. I'll go work and do something completely different, and instead of waiting to see what happens, mm. um, I feel like the last lockdown was, I think, for everyone. A real shitter that was hard just because it was dark and I just got to the point where I was like I can't be productive anymore I don't know how you felt but I was like I just can't I don't want to go for a run and I don't want to do a quiz or anything I just want to sit and watch I don't know modern family all day and just you know yeah it just I feel like I lost um any like motivation but I'm getting it back I think mm. slowly but surely um but yeah I think considering like how hard this pandemic has been for so many people I think I've been pretty lucky I've been able to do a few concerts which has paid for my rent and I've been really grateful of those um I've been locked down with you know three amazing people and all the beautiful finished like they basically ripped the band-aid off and were just like okay we're closing the show like officially it's you know mm. we've got no plans to reopen this it's done we were gutted I remember being so upset by that but I think it was the right thing to do at the time and I think our producer did the right thing um you know we could then get over it and be like okay that's not going to happen rather than wait for that to to restart again um and yeah, I think just over this um, time, it's it's just been, a, I think everyone's had time to reflect. And like, I feel like I've learned so much about myself during this time. I feel like 
I was worried that I wouldn't feel like I'd grown at all. But actually, I feel like we all have in some way. I feel like hopefully it's made the world a little bit kinder. Mm. I'd like to think. I wish. But yeah, I feel like we've all had time with our own thoughts. And yeah, I think it's made what I want my future be to be like a lot clearer for me. I've gone on a very, very big tangent there, but that's cool no no it's cool no I I I definitely agree I think I think that Mm. first lockdown was so I think everyone was like yeah you know even though it's lockdown we've got this time and I can do these things that I never wanted to do and you know I was like great cool I can read a load of books and I can get my crochet out and I can you know I was doing I started running a quiz night for for like friends and church people and I was doing it every week Mm. and and that was great and I loved it and I was like this is great and then going back into like the world kind of reopened a little bit and then back into lockdown and I was like I can't do this every week I was like yeah. I can do a quiz once a month and that's my limit <laughs> imagine it's quite a lot of work as well like it's that for me. yeah it's hard to kind of the hardest thing is thinking of like original rounds like <laughs> yeah it's kind yeah. of like so yeah yeah but yeah no I think it is and I think I think it's given everyone a time like you said a time to reflect and I think for me personally like it's been like I've been like okay I now know what my limits are and I now know that I can actually go okay I don't want to do something and that's okay like I don't want to you know and maybe I just want to sit and read a book or maybe I just want to sit and put on some crappy tv and just watch an hour of crappy tv and that's okay like (laughs) I feel like yeah it's it's um made me realize more of what my boundaries are I think Mm. at the start I was like okay I'll, I'll do that concert yes and I'll I'll do this for charity of course yes I'll do it and I'll do this and, and and actually I ended up being really busy and I was like whoa you are taking on a lot more than actually you have the time for like we in the industry like actors everyone who works in theatre in or like in tv or whatever we are all so busy and it's we're all busy bodies and I think it's just it's just like nice to have this forced mm. time to mm. just settle for a bit, you know, just like have a bit of a break. Yeah. You know? yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think it's helped the world heal a little bit, if not yeah. like, you know, you kind of see yeah. it as a bigger picture rather than Definitely. your own space. Yeah, I feel like it puts things into perspective for a lot of mm. people. Like a lot of friends of mine have been like, okay I've decided I want to go on this career path or so we have decided that we're going to move we you know it just kind of I think I feel like people have just had like a lot of realizations Mm. um during this time and a lot of like little wake-up calls you know yeah yeah for sure Hmm. Mm. is there pre-pandemic before you like was there is there anything that you wish you kind of had known before you started on your journey of of um musical theater and, and kind of yeah yes oh you know it's so much and I feel like everyone would say the same like just yes so much I feel like um when I started um like coming into you know the world of musical theatre and even when I went to college I was so um I was actually really shy and um I I think I had quite a lot of social anxiety really I was a very nervous person I still am sometimes um I'm quite a little worrier um and I just didn't have that like 
confidence that I so desperately wanted. But I think in some ways, I think that's totally normal. Like, I, you know, you learn everything you need to know along the way. Like no one is going to expect someone who has just graduated to come into a professional job and know everything about everything. Like it's okay not to know. Um, you know, hindsight's a funny thing. And of course I do wish I'd known so many things. Um, and I wish I'd known that I had more confidence and I, you know, I, I wish I'd come out into the musical theater world and, and seen myself in a different light, but I didn't, but I, I feel like that's something I'm learning now. And every job you do, you get like little nuggets, like golden nuggets of information that people pass on to you. And yeah, I feel like you learn so much about yourself on the way, but I guess it's such a bugger, isn't it? Self-confidence, but that's what I wish I'd had more of. <laughs> And that's so annoying because when I'm 70, I'll be like, you're an idiot. Yeah. Like, you were gorgeous. What the fuck? <laughs> um, like, just don't worry about it. But yeah, I just, I'm such a perfectionist. I'm such an overthinker. Um, I'm a very emotional person. And I think sometimes that gets in the way um, of what I do, like of what I love to mm. do, um, you know? And I, I think I'm still like on the path of learning how to deal with that now. Mm. um but yeah I feel like we were talking about this like you know when you like when you're in your early 20s and I was 18 or 19 when I graduated and that's still people only just move away from yeah. the family home at that time whereas I've like already done three years but like that it's still I was still so young and like I, I wouldn't have known all, all that stuff you know like now I'm 28 of course I'm different and I do feel like the later you get into the, your 20s the more you own yourself and the more you're like okay well this is you know this is what it is this is what I have to deal with and this is who I am and you just own it and actually for me that was when my career started changing I think mm. I just I don't know how but I just developed a different kind of I just had a little bit more confidence. I think I just woke up one day and was like, look, don't try to be like anybody else. Just be, and that sounds like the lamest thing in the world, but I just tried to be who I was. Um, and yeah, that helped with my career massively. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. I think it's, you know, at 16, you're still, in my eyes, I'm like, I was still a baby at 16. Like there's no way I could have yeah. like, even, even at 18 leaving, like I went, I did, you know, sixth form and then went on to, to uni and mm. and I did I did theatre at uni and I think going into that I was still in a place where I was like I was so I was so shy I was I was not confident I had no self-confidence at all just because of how I my experiences of what like high school had not been good for me and I was yeah. like I loved learning but I didn't like being around people <laughs> so, I mean high school is the worst I think for it, it's just like awful isn't it I feel like yeah. I'm so surprised. if anyone's like oh I had the loveliest time at high school I'm like how? <laughs> yeah. how I had an yeah. awful time at high school like yeah yeah, yeah. like but yeah it's mad isn't it yeah I can't believe that from high school I then went straight to a college it, yeah just mad in London as well especially yeah. from, like I'm literally in a little Yorkshire village like surrounded by farms <laughs> like just you know small town and yeah to then go to London it's just a completely different mm -hmm. yeah it's just yeah it is it's 
mental when I think back on it. Mm, mm. Yeah. yeah, I think I'm only just beginning to really figure out who I properly am in the last couple of years. Mm. Like, you yeah, know. yeah, and I think that's what that's what's everybody's so um, fierce about getting older. But that I think is what's the most amazing thing about it, because you're like, yeah, yeah. this is this is me. Like, yeah, this is who I am, and you just you know what you like, what you don't like. You know what your boundaries are. You, it's just, and I think that's a really nice feeling when you start mm. being reassured in that way I think it's that's I'd say one of the best things about getting older I sound like I'm like yeah. <laughs> 73 like, I, lo- I have I have always loved getting older I'm like this is everyone's like oh my gosh how do you feel like I'm 29 and they're like oh my gosh you're, you know almost I'm like I love it I'm like I don't care yeah. like I'm happy to get older like yeah, okay. I mean I do feel like when I get to 30 I'll do what Prince did and then I'll just stop counting I think then I'll just be like I feel like then I just yeah just won't count my birthdays after that still celebrate I'm ageless yeah <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice yeah no I agree yeah no so yeah moving on from that so through kind of personally and and musical theatre wise who is some of you who or who have been some of your biggest kind of influences and inspirations Mm. so I feel like you know so many people for loads of different reasons um I mean I did waitress with Marisha Wallace and she was like such an inspiration to me because she's you know she's has so much confidence like so much self-confidence and she's but she's so humble um and she is a team player and she's fun and lovely and you know she she just knows herself and I feel like the work that she does she's just so good at what she does and I think I'd watched her in Dreamgirls and was like wow I'd love to work with her one day and just when I knew that I was like oh she's just and her work ethic is amazing and I really admire when people have an amazing amazing work ethic but I feel like you know so many people I've met along the way like you know um I've always wanted children and um I'd always been really nervous that being in this career it's not something that caters for having kids you know I mean it's difficult Mm. for any women in any woman in any career to be like okay I'm gonna go and have a child like it's it's hard um but I've seen women in the industry be like yeah I've got two teenagers like I'm still going and they've they've made like such an amazing career path for themselves and they've done it all with kids like and I'm like yeah like there's um parents in in waitress that I'd worked with and I was like you know just and they're knackered but they're showing up every day and they've if they can do it I can because they're getting nowhere near as much sleep as the rest of us um but yeah like I remember um I worked with also a director called Nigel Harmon and I thought the way he directed was amazing and he made everybody feel really valued and um he never made anybody feel stupid and just the way he saw um he directed Big Fish that I did ages ago and just the way that he saw the project and stuff I just I thought that was really um I had a lot of admiration for him actually on that job um Mm. but yeah just so many people you know you go watch a show and whoever is the lead at that time like oh my god like they're incredible you know like go on that's what I want to be doing you know um 
yeah mm. I feel like yeah just I feel like so many people in the industry are inspirations to me because this industry is is hard it's unsociable hours there's a lot of rejection there's you know money stuff it's difficult and you know it's not an easy industry to be a part of Mm. um and I feel like everyone that battles it out and that you know is you know kind to one another and that's a team player and that you know we help build each other up I think that's inspiring because Mm. it's it's hard on everybody um and yeah I think that's inspiring yeah absolutely no I agree I think it's you know you never know what anybody else is going through I feel like so it's it's all about you know creating that environment where everyone feels safe everyone feels happy everyone is kind of like relaxed and you know yeah definitely yeah like yeah we used to um before waitress actually um at the five we'd all um stand in a circle and it just kind of started from the first ever show that we did Mm -hmm. we all like you know had like holding each other in a circle like oh my god what are we about to do and then it just became um like routine that we would do that um what's the word I'm looking for not routine um the words it'll come back to me um a ritual that's it um <laughs> yes um, <laughs> do that <laughs> sorry and we would just do that every day and just if someone wasn't feeling okay they'd be like okay um I just found out this bad news and I just need people to help me get through the show today and everyone would be like okay yeah we got you and it just that was a really nice um inspiring thing marisha Mm. started that actually and i think that was and that's something i think that then carried on throughout each cast and i think that's a lovely little um yeah keep going yeah yeah i remember seeing i think it was one of the first ones i remember seeing it on social media um and i was like yes i was like this is great what a great thing to do i was like it's just lovely yeah Yeah. it's a really nice idea yeah i think it just helps because um, sometimes before a show, if you don't catch someone in warm up, you might not see them until you're on stage. And I don't like that. I like to have made sure I've yeah. seen and chat with everybody just to be like, hi, before we go and work together for two hours, you know? Yeah, 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 exactly. Tends to come together. Yeah, nice. Yeah, so we kind of like, we like to, on the podcast, we like to celebrate all the good that's been going on even though it's it's quite a hard time and one thing that you've started up is um something called the platform yeah so why yeah. don't you chat to us about <laughs> about that yeah so do you know it's it's something that is scary um to be um taking on something and i think we're staying new at it um we, we didn't realize just how hard it is but it's i have Every time I think about it in my gut, I, I just get such a good feeling. And it's something I'm really passionate and I'm really excited about. And I just, I feel like we're doing a good thing. Um, so it kind of started, I was just feeling a little bit low and I just kind of had this like idea floating around in my head for a little while. And me and my boyfriend were just kind of putting the world to rights. So I was like, I just, I feel like I haven't done anything to help anybody in this time. I've benefited from 
um, so much and I, I haven't done anything to, to give back and we have no purpose right now. We don't, we don't know, we don't have anything to do. And I was like, why don't we start? And then it didn't happen as dramatic as that, but I was like, why don't we start a concert that is, that is inclusive of every, everybody? My boyfriend is a straight actor and has not, it's just not the same as it is for musical theatre performers. Um, I've been able to make money from concerts during this time. And I was like, why don't we, I don't know, create a space for, you know, dancers, actors, drag queens, if we can find a magician, do that, like new writing, um, yeah. you know, musicians, just kind of everybody, if I haven't said them, everyone, like um, we just wanted it to be almost like a variety show, I guess. Um, and also I think the main thing that sparked our reasoning for this was um, Chloe Hart, who I believe you did a podcast with actually, not that long yeah. ago. Um, yeah. So she put a tweet out um, that I think you said that you'd seen. Um, yeah, and um, it was, I just found it really upsetting. And it, it was basically that, um, for those people who are listening, um, she was saying how, she basically shared her experiences on how she hadn't been able to play roles that she wanted to play in the career and um, in her career and in the industry because of her size and that casting directors had said certain things to her and it was it was awful and I just sent her a message and was like I'm so sorry that this happened to you and if there's any way that I can help um then I, I would love to do that. Um, and then that also kind of sparked the idea for the platform because I wanted to create a space where everybody from every part of the industry, like whoever you are, like whatever walk of life you are from, like whatever shape, size, colour, anything, like sexuality, any, like I just, I want you to feel like you are welcome and I think the industry has had a huge time to reflect um especially when the Black Lives Matter movement came to a head that um you know begged everybody to think about the way we live our lives and the way things have been for so long and I think that for the industry has given it such a huge shake-up and that's amazing and I remember you know, when all of that stuff was happening, I was like, I want to help, you know, for me, sometimes giving money isn't, isn't enough. And I was like, I'm reading the books and I'm, you know, I want to make sure I'm, I'm doing more about this and I don't want to be, you know, self-righteous and be like, oh, you know, and so I'm doing this, you know, but I just, I feel like I had the, I thought of the opportunity of like how we could help that. And I just feel like this, the platform, I don't want to boast about it, but I feel like it, it could help create a positive change. And just like, let's, you know, I don't know, let's just normify everything and just make everybody feel welcome. Like I want like to see a black alphabet. Like I want like, 
you know, I want Chloe to feel like she can play any role she wants to play, like, regardless of her size. And I think, um, you know, we've voiced about how um, angry we are. And I was voicing to Dan, my boyfriend, about how angry I was about it. And I think just the platform was my outlet of maybe that I could do something about it. And yeah, I think that's the heart behind it. And it's just... Mm. Um, you know, I just want everyone to feel valued and feel like their voices are being heard. Um, and I, I, I have a status within the industry, I guess. And I often, I'm, I'm not very, I don't know how to do Instagram. I'm not really like the best person for it. I'm not really like an Instagrammer or influencer or anything, but uh, you know, I, I just felt like I could use like the Instagram following that I had to be like, okay, well, look at this person. They're also amazing. You might not know about them. They've just graduated, but here they are. Um, or this person, they're always the cover, but they could so be the lead. So here, look at them. Like, um, you know, people with bigger statuses within the industry, we can help each other. And um, yeah, I just think that's what, that's what the platform is all about. I just want to bring people mm -hmm. together and make, it sounds lame, but like make people feel like they have a home. Um, that sounds so lame. I think I nearly just threw up in my mouth. But <laughs> <laughs> um, people feel like they have a home. Um, but you know, I just, <laughs> but yeah, I just, and I just, I so am fearing that I sound like I'm, like leading a revolution or like I'm being self-righteous I just don't <laughs> I don't want that but that's just I'm so passionate about what the platform stands for mm. and we've got some amazing amazing artists um for you that I'm so excited for people to see and yeah they're just they range from just so many different performers and you know, I love acting, I love dancing, so why don't we bring that all together in a concert form, you know? Um, mm. I love poems, so let's, you know, yeah, create a space for that. So I guess that's a long-winded <laughs> answer. No, it's what the good. About, but that's, um, <laughs> yeah, that's kind of how it came about and why and what it stands for, mm -hmm. um, you know? Yeah. Um, I think yeah. you should boast about it. I don't... Oh. <laughs> I don't... No, I'll be there with the red flag, yeah? <laughs> yeah, you're just like, yeah, oh my God. <laughs> no, but I know, all joking aside, I think, I think you should. I think it's, for me, it's, you know, I think the, the lockdown has been in great in terms of, you know, we've seen loads of musical theatre being able to, come to to the to mm. this like to your screen and to be able to come into people's homes via live streams and yeah. pre-recordings and stuff and I think you know like you said we haven't seen enough of I know that um there have been a few plays around but mm. uh, for me there were more mostly things that have been recorded pre-lockdown or things that were kind of yeah. you know done not done exclusively in in a you know for this time and stuff and I think it's good I think it's you know we don't see enough poets and spoken word and and yeah. a variety of of things being celebrated yeah. and it's it is I you know I, I totally get it it's difficult and it is I can't begin to imagine how what it takes to organize something like that but you know it's 
<laughs> we we are we have no idea what we're doing, which is just hilarious. Um, but we're we're learning, and um, you know, we just it's it's just scary because it's it's a risk. Um, hmm. selling tickets is scary. We're making sure everybody is paid appropriately. Um, but you know, selling tickets that's a really important part of that. Um, and yeah, it, it's just it's very it's very nerve wracking. But I think it's a risk that we are obviously willing to take. And again, like I just still feel like I, I just have a good feeling about it. And when we were thinking about what we could do, every time we opened one door, we'd be like, and then we can do this. And then another door opened. And it just, it sparked off so much creation in us. Um, I keep referring to him because he's in the other room. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, just, I think it's, um, it's, it's been a challenge for us, um, you know, just even getting the rights for the music and, you know, just so many things. Um, badgering people about tickets is always, always hard. Um, but, you know, we're just hoping that the industry and, you know, people get behind this because it's something that they also believe in or, you know, everybody has felt, especially within the industry like I've been I consider myself to have had a really lucky um career and I, I've um I know I've worked hard for it but I feel very lucky for what I've done and there's definitely been times where I've felt really undervalued and inferior and not enough you know and if I felt like that and had a career that I'm proud of you know how do other people feel mm. like mm. and I've not had the, to face the same struggles that so, so many of the people face daily um so I just hope that this just just I don't know it just gives everybody a space just to be kind to one another and celebrate every part of the industry and all the people within it yeah I feel like the musicals that we go and watch and the plays that we go and watch you know and the songs we listen to and the stories we're told they have such amazing messages to them and they have morals to these musicals that we watch and you know Eugenius I'm just picking it's all about you know loving who you are and accepting who you are and, and the weirdness within you and like owning the superhero within you and you know I'm not saying you anything bad about Eugenius it's just the first one I like I can think of but you know musicals have such amazing messages and the actors and the people working um in theater should also feel that message applies mm. to them as well you know um we're telling these stories to audiences about female empowerment or you know and and just we should feel that the people who are doing it you know as well who are a part yeah. of it um but yeah I'm, I'm i'm excited about this i just yeah I, I just feel like we won't sleep for a week and then saturday <laughs> When it airs, I feel like we're going to get drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Good. We're going to be like, whoa, it's, like it's out there. Um, this is what it is. Um, but yeah. 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 No, I think, I think it is. I think it's, you know, I think I, I go back to when I was at uni and I didn't really have many people to look at who were like me. And, you know, one of the reasons I, I, I say dropped out I did drop out um but like I didn't pursue 
theatre past my degree was because of the experiences and because of what you hear and you're so put into this box of you can be a funny character or you can be like the best friend or and it was never there was never this you know you don't 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 reach high because you're never going to get there and I know it's the same for lots of different people and um who come from lots of different different places but I think now I look back on on the theatre alone that I've seen during lockdown and the diversity that I've seen, I was like, this is crazy. Like I watched um, Disenchanted a few weeks ago. And oh, right. oh, amazing. that I was, see it, but I heard amazing things. It was so good. And for me seeing someone like seeing such a diverse group of women on that and, and like, you know, Ali Daniel, who is a trans performer, who that for me, I was like, that blew my mind. I was like, not that she was on there as a trans woman, but I was like, the fact that this is just in this, in this space, it's normality. And no yeah. one batted an eyelid. No one, no one questioned. Yeah. Uh, the, you know, it was, uh, it was, yeah, mind blowing. But I'm so inspired by what's going on, and I'm so inspired Me by too. by the platform and and what it stands for and stuff. So I think it's going to be epic. Uh, do you know? I think. Thank you. I, I really hope. So. <laughs> I think the industry is is changing, and like you say, it's had such a huge time to reflect on what needs to change and yet the concerts and everything that we've seen over lockdown has been amazing because it's just celebrating you know everybody and, and I just think that's so important mm-hmm. um and yeah I just think let's keep going on with that like you know yeah yeah absolutely absolutely so give us a little bit of um kind of what what's your What's the the bigger goal, the bigger picture for for the platform past past Saturday night? Past <laughs> Saturday night, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Um, you know, we would, I we would love love for it to go to venues. That's the, um, maybe like every couple of months or like every six months, we would love to do, um, to do something. Um, but yeah, venues is is the main goal for us. Um, who knows whether that happens, but that. Like I say, that's where in our dreams, that's where we would love it to go. Um, and I think it would be amazing just to have live performances back. That would be incredible. Um, and we have different charities that we'd love to do like fundraisers for. Um, so yeah, I just think it would be, you know, I I, I love for it to be um a place where like, I mean, agents and casting directors have such a hard job and that are probably like I cannot see any more theatre please but if you know if they could come and see new talent or you know if it's like almost like a not a night out but like it just I don't know if I'm describing this in the right way but like almost like a showcase but a fun showcase you know of just like different people um that people like other casting directors may not have seen before and then if someone is coming in being like I could play Dawn I won't be considered for Dawn but I can play her so she could be anybody Dawn is made up she's a character so she's fictional like she could be and she could look like anybody so you know I would love someone to come out and be like I'm gonna sing when he sees me and then for a casting director to be like I would never have thought of that but you know here we are and that's for for any casting director listening to this they're like we're working so hard um (laughs) but you know I just think it would be I just think or if somebody has written a play 
and they don't know where to put it and they don't know where to go or like what to do and they're like ah the platform because that's a place for new writing and um you know and then hopefully that could help boost um you know some awareness of that play like that would be that's the end goal for me yeah definitely yeah that is what what the platform is it's just a space to be and like you said it's a variety of Mm. just a place to showcase what people can do and yeah yeah definitely definitely and I want it to be like a buzzy feeling and like you know I just I want the um, artists that would be who are performing to feel like they can just like live and that they have you know support behind them Mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. And I just think it's, you know, so many people, like say musical theatre, want to be, maybe want to cross into TV or like, you know, want to go that way or, you know, vice versa. And how amazing to maybe work alongside someone, even if it's for a day, to be like, oh my God, so how did you get into TV? Just to like start conversations with each other and just, yeah, yeah, I just think it'd be a lovely like evening of bringing people together um to appreciate you know what what the art art brings what art brings to to us you know yeah Yeah. absolutely I think I think like you were saying like you know people coming out and you know not being that conventional what people see that character as and I feel like we were talking when when we had um Chloe on this is something we talked about was the fact that you know those stories are not written with there are some stories like with Tracy Turnbull and stuff that are written with a certain character in mind but you know it's like actually people of any shape, any size, any colour can have those experiences of being, having their heart broken, you know, being the shy person, being someone who, you know, I was like, actually, it's not exclusive to one type of person. No, it's not. Like, why, you know, why does Dawn have to be the the tiny, you know, little bird? She doesn't have to be be that. I mean, I'm grateful for the opportunity, but, you know, the next dawns down the line don't have to all look like me. They could look like anybody because, like I said before, she's fictional. And why to be like, oh, you know, frail and and shy and and, a nervous wreck, does she have to be, you know, tiny? Yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. I think something that I've always thought about since since I fell in love with theatre was the fact that I think people get very I don't want to say hung up but they do they get this you know I don't know whether it's everybody but they get very hung up on this person originated the role therefore we are going to base every other person who plays this role on this originating role and I think my first my first time seeing Wicked I saw um Cassidy Jansen in the role as Elphaba and everyone was like oh my gosh she sounds like Adina Menzel this is you know I'm like I never saw Adina Menzel so in my mind yeah. I don't know what she looks like, like what her, her yeah. take on it was. But for me, I was like, okay, I've seen this person play off and I can appreciate what different people brings to different roles. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I feel like I imagine on the creative side of things when, you know, when they've cast someone in a role, they that's how that's how they've seen it. And then it's very difficult to change your view on that isn't it when you're like oh that's what they're like but it can yeah, it can yeah. be done you yeah. know and I think that's what I'd, I'd love for the platform to to be about it's just about celebrating who we are yeah. and and you know 
knowing that just not proving that you can play a role that's not but just to feel like you can be like I actually could play this so I'm going to perform this um yeah you know yeah feeling like you can you can try for it if you don't get it like feeling like okay I'm not gonna I'm gonna just you know have a go rather than being like that's not my role I'm not gonna go yeah and also let's break those boundaries let's break those boxes down and you know um it's in you know when you watch it in films you're like ah the best friend the main the this person this person but I do feel like now we are seeing a change of of what the lead can look like and who they can be and and I think it's amazing and I think um you know that's what we want to see and I just think that it's just a positive change and I guess I'd love the platform to help encourage that you know I think so I think so (laughs) so where where can we watch it where can we get tickets so if you head to shaycatcher.com um and then there's like a header that says buy tickets don't click that button click the button below that says pre-order tickets um apparently yeah loads of people have messaged me being like i can't actually buy them i'm like ah it's because that's just a header just a little heads up for you there um so yeah you can pre-order tickets on there they're 13 pound 50 um we're also working on um making sure that there's a captioned option um for people so that's something to be noted as well um but yes so um it starts at 7 30 so that's when you're able to stream on the saturday but if you buy it you can watch it anytime after 7 30 until 11 59 p.m on sunday so even if you can't make it for the saturday night there's all day sunday you can watch it as well so nice. yeah nice. um but we'd appreciate your help we're terrified so please buy a ticket <laughs> yeah i've got mine so go buy yours <laughs> oh yeah thank you my mum has bought two so nice bless her, oh, I was like, bless her. <laughs> oh, that's what mums are for right yeah yeah for sure for sure oh, um, oh i love it but yeah yeah so hopefully people enjoy it and just you can sit back have a drink and um yeah just watch some amazing people i'm gonna be singing a few songs um which is gonna be fun i haven't decided what i'm singing yet but i should <laughs> <laughs> i think i think something from eugenius i'd say um nice. so yeah um but yeah so just please support and enjoy awesome yeah it'll be good good so in terms of you is Uh there what's what's the plan for is there anything in the plan for you aside you know platform aside what kind of your um there there is a plan um it's not something i can vocalize right now but there is a plan good um (laughs) yeah i I can't say anymore otherwise i'll be killed um i don't it's good um, to know it's good to know <laughs> but yeah there is there is a plan um and that's all i'll say on that because I, I can't lie and i my face just shows all so i just yeah. <laughs> there's, there's a plan yeah good. in motion good. and it good plan continues to stay in motion so, good. Yeah. good we'll see we'll see anticipation we love it yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah leave them one more <laughs> yeah <laughs> so um is there anything you have taken up this lockdown that you normally 
maybe you would you thought maybe you'd never thought think about doing or any hobbies you started or anything that you've just been able to do that you wouldn't have been able to do yet do you know I I used to love um reading when I was younger I would read all the time and um I, I feel like I'm one of those people who as soon as I start a book and I'm in love with it I can't put it down and then you've lost me for like two days until it's done <laughs> um and I just haven't I just haven't been reading in such a long time and I then over lockdown have just bought tons of books and just it's just been so nice just to read and that's kind of been my main hobby I mean I've done like the classic I took up knitting and then stop that because it just hurts my hands um I paint by numbers you know um I tried running um but yeah reading is it's just been my favorite thing just to get back into and I think that'll stick with me and and just I feel like I um posted like some of the books that I'd read over the year and just like the messages that you get back everybody just I feel like it helps bring people together because everybody loves reading well most people do and um (sighs) Like, I just love being, like, taken on a little story. Self-help books, help books aren't... I used to love a self-help book, but I find them hard to read now. I just want escapism. I just want, like, stories. Um, I've read, like, yeah, a good few, like, that have been recommended. It was time just, yeah, loving that. I'm not reading one yeah. at the moment because everything's mad, but <laughs> next week I'm going to start. I bought three more books. I think I bought... Is it The Binding? And... What else did I buy? I'm going to find it. What else did I buy? I bought um, The Betrayals. Oh. Yeah. And I bought um, The Heart's Invisible Furies. Um, But I just, the last book I finished reading was A Thousand Splendid Sons. Ah. Oh, my God. I was a mess. Yeah. I don't know if anybody's read that, but it's the same author who wrote The Kite Runner. And that was one of my favourites. And oh my god it's just gorgeous like but horrific but gorgeous and just put that on my list yeah do (laughs) it's it just um i I had cried a lot when i read that but it's just the way um the author writes is i can't think of his name now but Mm. um just yeah it's just magical and he just Mm. yeah i just love his writing um but yeah so reading yeah yeah <laughs> same no, no I think I was I was the same I was someone who could I usually have and when I've got the time I usually I'm really bad I usually have two or three books on the go at once me too um, I have one when I go for a poo which is the weirdest thing but I have two books so <laughs> I love it if I'm reading a self-help book or just like you know something that's not fictional I read it when I'm going for a poo um I recently read Pandora Sykes. Oh my God. Um, how do we know we're doing it right? I read that. That was my that was my toilet book. And then um I read like a fictional story, like outside of that. But yeah, I feel like it's yeah. always good to do on the go. <laughs> yeah, I do and they're never the same, they're never the same genre, which I find is good because then I can mm. you know, I can yeah, no, I'm I'm the same. I I love a good book and mm. lockdown has definitely been a blessing for that because it's been great to just be out and I've I've definitely known I was like okay I now need to set aside a bit of time every week maybe not every day but every week where I can just sit and read my book and it's just the nicest thing ever yeah I just love escapism and um I just love how books make you feel so much like so much emotion you can be like oh my god and I just I, I just love that 
I, yeah. I love it. <sighs> I think that's why Reese Witherspoon is one of my like inspirations because I just think she, I'd love to do what she does. Because when I read um, Where the Crawdads Sing, mm. I was like, this would be an incredible play. And if I had the money, oh my God, I would be like, right, we should produce this because that would be amazing. I just like was so moved by the book and just loved it. And then I saw that Reese Witherspoon was is producing the film and I was like, oh my God, she's amazing. Yeah, it's <laughs> what a Wonder Woman. Um, yeah. So as we um, finish up, can you leave us with some of your, anything that you love to do for self-care, any of, anything that you do for yourself, self-care, wise yeah you know self-care is hard I I feel like I'm an advocate for it but I'm so rubbish um but I do you know I feel like sometimes if you can just have a bit of me time like maybe it's different if if you're living alone you're like I have all the me time (laughs) at the moment I live with three other guys and you know I'm always in other people's space and sometimes I just need to go for a walk just by myself just go be in nature um or like just go have a bath put on something like you know just kind of take care of yourself or like just the other day I was saying to you earlier I went out for a walk and I I just put on a a little bit of makeup and like put on a nice outfit rather than just like my jeans and a hoodie I like actually put on a dress because it was good weather and I put on some good boots and I was like I just feel like I can take on the world a bit more today because I just feel a bit more together just because I've I just mm. made a bit more of an effort and mm. at the moment I'm in pajamas 24 7 so oh, like yeah just um I think just treating yourself and have those chocolate buttons and <laughs> you know do do what makes you happy self-care is different for everybody yeah um some people hate baths like some people hate meditating but if it works for you do it um like some people love knitting like find what it's finding what works for you isn't it but I just think mm. be kind to yourself I during lockdown actually because just like every time I'd look in the mirror I'd be like oh god oh <laughs> so I started um I put post-it notes on all my mirrors or like just randomly if I walked into a room it was like on my front door um just like little it sounds so stupid now but I just like would write like you fucking got this babe or just like you look gorgeous today or you know keep thinking positive just like you know little um eventually it got to a point where you know you like don't even see it anymore they've been up there so um I need to take those down now but at the start it really helped me just to kind of get out of like a bit of negative thinking and just like little bits of like TLC like like you say doing a face mask or like I don't know having a FaceTime with a friend I'm so rubbish at staying in contact with people but then as soon as I like call them up and I see their face I'm like why don't I do this more often because that makes me feel so much better um just yeah it's just being kind to yourself I think um this time has been hard on everybody in so many different ways and we're all dealing with it in our own way. Um, and yeah, it, it's very hard to be kind to yourself, but mm. I think it's so important that we are. Mm. Yeah, no, definitely. Well, thank you so much. No, you are so welcome. Now on our podcast, as you know, 
We love to celebrate our wonderful guests and so it is my pleasure to introduce our performance for this week sung by Laura Baldwin who will be singing comic book kind of love from Eugenius. So enjoy. was that oh thank you Laura and go and give Laura and the platform showcase both a follow over on their social media Instagram Twitter and make sure you get your tickets for the show on Saturday it is going to be amazing so head over to Showcatcher to buy your tickets this is a show not to miss we finish up here is the answer to our game from earlier on so to recap our five people were natalie dormer christina modestu natalie portman helena bonham carter and millie o'connell did you get it right the character that links them all is anne boleyn dormer played her in the tudors christina and millie both played her in six the musical Natalie Portman played her in The Other Berlin Girl and Helena Bonham Carter played her in Henry VIII. So did you get it right? Let us know or play along over on our social media pages. So 
thank you all so much for listening in and a big thanks to Laura Baldwin for coming to chat to us and chat to me it has been an amazing chat and I can't wait to see the show on Saturday so if you're new here you are so so welcome um, and be sure to check out some of our other episodes from season one and if you've been listening from day one or you've been listening for a while we are so thankful and grateful to have you and to have you coming back to listen to us keep telling your friends about us and keep following us over on our social media pages make sure you tune in next week and keep up to date with our social media pages to find out who we're chatting to next week until then see you guys remember to stay safe stay sagey and most importantly stay you Mm -hmm.